Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show here in 2021. It has been a hot minute. Uh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is some of our newer content airing here in the later part of 2021. For our regular listeners of five years, I took a slight break to finish the book. But now we're back on the hot mic because I also need now to get the audio book down because there's not enough work to do. But in the meantime, I'm trying to reconnect with more amazing new guest co-hosts for you all. And actually, I'm excited tonight because I got not one, but two. Two guest co-hosts because they're a bit of a dynamic duo, and we're going to learn more about that tonight. And uh, one of the things I've been slacking on for my energy and my balance and my lifestyle is something that we've talked about in the show before, uh, meditation. So they might know a few things about that. We're going to dig into that and what they, uh, I guess, niche out in the world as far as their world because uh, I'm also becoming a better geek about music as well, and there's an alignment there as well. So we have, might be talking about some emotional conduits. We might be talking about some songwriting, some energy. Obviously, I already hinted at meditation. Uh, actually, and uh, the gentleman, Frank, on here also I want to find out about Nile River. Okay, hello, people. Birthplace of civilization. There's a lot of stuff that might be flowing out here. And for our regular listeners, you know this is an open format show. They are our guest co-hosts. So it's a two-way street. So without further ado, Frank Kilpatrick and Reiko, welcome to the show. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Thanks for having us here today on this beautiful afternoon. I should say, you are coming airing from the West Coast. So it is beautiful over there, I'm guessing. It is. I'm, I've got a nice 75 degrees today and sunny. So on the East Coast. So uh, how's your temps over there? Just about the same. Oh, yeah, about the same. Yeah. Well, there we go. So you guys got connected to me because of my friends over Interview Ballet. Love them. They have a great team. And uh, I, I, last year I was joking around because I was like, you know, I don't know what to call those guys. There's, there's now other groups that do the same thing. They help get me connected. When I started this show well over five years ago, I was just hunting people down myself. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm calling them podcast guest agencies. Obviously, their <laughs> brand is Interview Valet. Whatever. It's great because they get me great people that I get to sort through and then pick people out like yourselves. And one thing that really stood out to me is I don't care about how big somebody's social media following is. I don't care how many likes or followers they got on their stuff. I care about their content, and I care about uh, the quality of their messaging. And one thing, as I joked around about in the intro today, was I've been slacking on my own meditation. I will say I've never been deep into it, so I've had to fall back to little things like apps. Uh, but I, actually, all of a sudden, as I'm talking to you guys, I remember when I went back to school a few years ago before I became a firefighter for a little while, as an adult student, I paid my way through school while working a corporate job. Don't miss it. And uh, <laughs> I ended up finding some music to help me study. And it was from, it was dubbed or created or recorded up in Cal, up in uh, Canada. And it was albums called, this is, there's another thing of iMusic now, but back in the day, there was, it was called iMusic, but it wasn't, had nothing to do with Apple or anything. It was these CDs, <laughs> so I'm dating myself again. Uh, but each CD was specific. At least it wasn't cassettes. What's that? It wasn't cassettes, at least. Yeah, I, I had cassettes. I'm in my 40s, so I got, I had those too. <laughs> so uh, it was this, uh. This was, and then obviously, and then I found out, I found out how to rip them, so just on t into MP3 format, and then put them on my uh, my well pre iPhone. So <laughs> all of that. But anyway, I loved it because each CD or each album ha 
had a specific underla- underlayment. You, you guys can help explain this. So that's why I'm geeking out right now because each one, like one was specifically designed for athletics. One was specifically designed or recorded for study or deep thought. One was specifically for research. So, and there was no words. It was all uh, classical or like that type of uh, music. It's all instrumental. And I never listened to music like that before. Like when I started listening to music years ago in the 90s, I listened to Metallica and Megadeth and then got into the grunge of Nirvana from the Northwest US, you know. And then I, now I'm listening to classical music to help me like crush. Like I was, a, I was doing marketing and minoring in psychology and I was acing my psych courses. I was just soaking content up. And that's all I did. I put headphones in and listened to that music. So maybe that was putting me into a educational meditative state. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> well, the power of music is pretty substantial. We actually did a, a program a few months back where we uh, at Stanford, where we talked about the connection and the nexus of music and its, its impact. Uh, at a number of levels, and it's such a big area of scientific study now. You can you can geek out and, and read on binaural um, beats and That's different frequencies. Yes, uh-huh. I remember that now. I remember those buzzwords, <laughs> binaural beats. Well, even binaural uh, acoustics have advanced uh, dramatically in the last few years. And so for those people who are interested in that, that's a, a real uh, a rich area to explore. Now, what we do in our in our gratitude videos that we've talked about is we have encompassed some of that, let's call it the strategy, uh, but we are, we don't take the, the technical approach to it. You don't have to understand all what binaural beats are to, to appreciate what we've done. The most technical we get, it's kind of interesting, is we actually, one of our collaborators is a fellow by the name of Alex Wand, and he won a Grammy a couple of years ago. His area of focus is in the um, what's called microtonal arrangement, which, if, if you want again, kind of want to geek out, look up that in the in Wikipedia, and then you'll find that uh, microtonal arrangement has to do with the notes between the notes. If you can imagine a keyboard, there are a number of tones between every uh, every possible uh, note, and uh, so there's more and more to to hear, and we've encompassed some of that in our in our gratitude videos because we find that it's more engaging to the listener. Uh, something about the mind wants to kind of resolve that little slight difference that they hear in the in the frequency, of the tone. So that makes it more engaging to draw you into meditation. Interesting. So you, you I want to grab some before we skip too far past it. You said things that I mean. That's why I love about technology too, right? And uh, the power of how we've moved. I do love classic, you know, just acoustic style music, but you have to admit the digital age has helped create so many do, new ways of creating music and content. Uh, but you hinted that in the past couple of years, binaural beats, for example, has advanced exponentially. So to time da- timestamp when I found that iMusic stuff, that was between like 2003 and 2006. So obviously that's way before two years before that. So I was already finding positive results out of that. It was just, I was able to dial in and focus and, now I'm a huge Olympian, Olympic fan, right? Because I love seeing all the Olympic athletes. They got their headphones on. They're they're in that athletic, meditative state, getting dialed in before their big performance, right? So you're in the zone. Yeah, you're seeing music. And I used to be a USSA ski race coach here in the Northeast, uh, coaching kids in ski racing as well for 11 years. So I've always had wow. athletics around my life, and I was never I never used music athletically. And now I'm in my 40s, and I go out to my gym. I have a CrossFit gym I built out in my barn behind the house here, and I 
at our new house, and I get into the zone. I have certain music I listen to when I work out, which is different than when I'm working, and I'm in here. We're, we're producing podcasts and video content. It's like it's amazing how much more now in my life music has been integrated because things have changed so much. So why in the past two years? Why, what is that just technology has changed so much? Just a, awareness of how binaural beats. Um, actually, I, I, we might find that there's some uh, significant improvement in the last couple of years, but binaural beats go back to, let's see, in the 1930s. I think were, they were demonstrated at a, at a World's Fair, perhaps, if I have my facts right. right. So they kind of fell in, uh, fell out of, of interest, and now they're just being revived because they find that there's dramatic therapeutic value to listening to music. Of course, it, it can alleviate stress it can affect the heart rate it can affect uh, even things that we don't know which we don't know of commonly maybe diabetes let's let's speculate i don't have any evidence of that that music works to mitigate that but but look at it this way if we reduce our stress we improve our health right. and if we improve our health we reduce all kinds of chronic conditions i've had countless phds on this show over the years because we talk about health business and lifestyle and Yes, I'll just say, I mean, again, I don't need a PhD to confirm things that obviously we talk about nutrition, we talk about mental health, we talk about reducing cortisol levels, this is what you're hinting at, right? Reducing the stress impacts on the body. Even during COVID, they were talking about the impacts of cortisol and stress on the body is not a good thing, right? Yes, vitamin D, yes, getting into the sun, yes, taking care of your health, your fitness, your nutrition, but also the power of the mind over the body is exponential. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about what music can do to Alzheimer's patients, mm. Alzheimer's patients. Yeah. I mean, they, um, you know, I used to be, before I became a full-time composer, I, be, I used to be a fitness trainer for all the wives of Hollywood executives. All right. And I mean, the mu we, I use music so much training my clients and everybody reacts differently to different music and to kind of customize the music kind of like what you were talking about how you get yourself ready with music nowadays i mean it is very very interesting how people react to certain music and um when i am getting ready to volunteer um again for the convalescent homes yes. and the the director the activity director that i spoke to said those alzheimer's patients don't remember the names or the, the places they went to, or they don't even speak much, but when they hear the music that they are familiar with, they start singing. They have not forgotten the lyrics to the songs. Interesting. Yes. So yes, music plays a huge role in mental illnesses, uh, disabilities, and, you know, simple things like get you going. So Rekar, you guys are, you're kind of hinting that you guys are seeing, obviously, uh, a crossover of the differences between impacting short-term versus long-term memory cycles on that content is that what you i guess like, yeah i mean those different synaptic pathways maybe yeah like when we uh frank was talking about the uh stanford project that we did it's called um arts of what was it called frank i oh, i have a short-term memory <laughs> <laughs> better listen to the music <laughs> it's artfully artful leadership artful yes leadership. And by a woman by name BB Song, who's led that for a while. Yeah, and then there's a segment in there that uh, clearly shows what music does to people with Alzheimer's in particular. Okay. And, and it is definitely a long-term memory thing because they 
hear music from when you know when they're children and they just start singing they start moving and you know it's just miraculous building on what Reiko said it's just great you can look that up on youtube uh, and uh, find this really remarkable uh, example of how music can make this difference as you suggest with people who can't speak but music reconnects them right I know I've seen, oh my God, I had a couple of great influencers from uh, the visually impaired side of our, our world. And uh, they talked heavily about music, obviously, because your other senses become heightened. And I know, blanking on his name, David Steele from the UK. Uh, mm. He's actually just, re- uh, pre-COVID, he was just touring this country for his book tour. He's released multiple books of poetry uh, as mm. his vision was, was disappearing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's a big outspoken supporter, obviously, for that community. But he talks about, obviously, it is true that your other senses get heightened. Other senses get heightened obviously, listening and hearing and having that emotional response, that is emotional ties to music. It yeah. is pretty profound and pretty exponential. Mm-hmm. Pretty dramatic. And um, the, the thing is that uh, you, you really, uh, if you think about it, music is everywhere. It's, uh, it's at work. Um, it's in an elevator when you go up to your office, it's on television, it's on movies, it's in your gym, it's everywhere because it's so powerful. But sometimes we don't recognize that it, it does have the impact that it does. And so our position is that harness music to your advantage, just as you were discussing. Yeah. And I have noticed that uh, I spent eight years as, as Reiko was saying, you did some personal training, right? So I've always had fitness around me. I was there. I always had my full-time gigs before I became an entrepreneur, but then I never had just actually firefighting was the only time I had one job because I couldn't work other jobs. I was stuck on the side of a mountain. Uh, but <laughs> you know, it's hard, kind of hard to pick up other gigs. But even in my corporate career, like I was bartending, I was uh, bouncing, I was uh, actually I'm a huge cyclist. So I taught spinning for six years. I would teach a 5:30 a.m. class, shower up, and go to my corporate job and manage people, you know, in call center world and telecommunications. And I've done a lot of stuff in my life for as young as I am. But it's interesting how. Again, over the years, I found music influencing me in a different way. Like I can't imagine. It's funny. I go out this morning. I was out this morning pre-sunrise because I was traveling a lot this week for business, and I made. I was making excuses for missing my workout. I never miss excuse to miss my workout, and I was. I was <laughs> hold yourself accountable. You need to go in there and relieve some stress, drop the cortisol levels. So, right. hopped on the rowing machine, uh, cycled in some jump rope, did some power cleans, uh, then always hit my mobility afterwards, and. But I listen to more aggressive music when I'm lifting heavy things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. At the end, I change that completely into something more relaxing when I'm getting into my yoga positions and mobility, right? Like I don't, right. I don't need, you know, go, 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 you know, metal stuff when I'm trying to zen out and, and, and loosen things back up again. Mm. <laughs> uh, exactly. Not, I'm sure, Rico, you would probably not, if you're trying to relax a client who might be stressed out, you're probably not putting on Megadeth or stuff like that, you know. <laughs> Uh, death metal or whatever disturbed is a band out there it's pretty aggressive sometimes I right. listen to that when, I'm, when i'm doing some deadlifts but uh yeah. <laughs> deadlifts so important yeah so well, i i have to say uh real quick thank you so much for your service oh. for as a firefighter um it you know even though it was your ex job now but it really uh we appreciate everything that you have done California. Here in California. <laughs> I, I, I was not actually normally, I was only, I was shipped there because uh, serving as a hotshot, like we're, there's hotshots and smoke jumpers. They were the elite and then everybody mm-hmm. else like hell attack and air attack and you got the regular guys, but we were shipped into the, like 
hot shots height as deep as you could. Like we were designed to be kind of special forces ish and like we just wow. we were self contained. Like, okay, they're going to that remote mountain division. If they need to camp out for a couple nights, we'll just airlift in food and they'll be fine. You know, stuff like that. Um but then wow. the thing about being hot shots are is that they ship you to all the big fires. So I got to travel the whole West. I was based in Arizona, but then after the first two months of the season, every hotshot crew that's strategically located around the West, including in your state, they're, they're all of a sudden activated and they're put on a rotational list. So if a crew is pull, pulled out of, let's say, uh, the Angeles uh, forest mm. in, in your state, then another crew will be backfilled in. So there's always somebody supervising your forest. It was, it was a very mm-hmm. educational process when I was, this is, over 10 years ago now. Wow. Well, thank I, you for I, I, that. I got, I got one time I got stationed in ocean beach and I was like, oh, really? I told them, don't ever do that again. That was not fair. It's beautiful. There the <laughs> weather in San Diego is, is not cool. It was like gorgeous. And I was like, yes, do not put me in ocean beach ever again. Cause then I, just, oh. it, it took me a month to come down off of that. Spots in California and the weather down there is fabulous. So, yes. Uh, yes. The other thing to do in, in California this week, unfortunately, is the oil spill cleanup. And I know, Reiko, you're going to be volunteering for that. Tomorrow, 9 a.m. And <laughs> taking your, your, the product that you're involved with, him yes. to uh, absorb the, the, um, the oil. And that's a big project. You've got to love the versatility of him, don't you? Like, there's <laughs> so many things that I, I, you just taught me today. And I, I want you to at least mention that here next. But it's like, I feel like I'm always learning something else amazing out of something like hemp. You know, again, ladies and gentlemen, we're not even, we're not even talking about the marijuana component. Okay, we're just talking about the power of hemp, and I've seen it in clothing and wrist bracelets and uh, you name it. Now you guys are using it to clean up oil. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. With less toxicity. Yeah. What it's, I've learned from Rico. It's a lot less. Well, the current um, thing that we use, um, let me that. Uh, the current chemical that we use to clean up the oil is really, really harmful for the environment. So we are uh, teaming up with the uh, local community of surfers and uh, weddling company, if I'm, if I'm saying that correctly, to uh, stuff up a bunch of hemp herds in the bottle. And we are going to bring it out in the ocean. Before that, we're going to weigh the hemp herd so we know how much it weighed and we are going to um, have the surfers and everybody helping us to bring it out in the, the spill area and bring it back to weigh it to see how much the crude toxic crude oil that hemp herd have soaked up. Oh, and if, if this goes, um, it, it's already proven concept. The hemp soaks up because there is a, um, That's not uh, it sounded like a prototype experiment, but this is already been it, it is. Because we, um, I, you know, I am in music and um, the fiberglass and uh, rock wool um, foam insulation is highly toxic. So as a podcast interviewer and everything you have, um, I'm sure you have the uh, sound condition, like acoustic uh, panels everywhere. Actually, those right behind me there, I mean, there's, that's natural wood on the front, but there's acoustic mm-hmm. foam behind that. So we're looking right. at that. So when the foam ages, um, it starts to disperse microplastic into the air and you're constantly breathing that into your lungs and it is very harmful. And so we're making everything hemp based, hemp wood, hemp insulation, 
um, and to hoping it to replace all that toxic acoustic. I'll so be the first oh. one to volunteer. If you guys find a way to create decorative acoustic panels like this with hemp, I'm in. I'll, I'll, be, are, I'll rock that prototype. <laughs> that one we already have done. It's called we we just got the uh, trademark for 100 dope and dope panels. Even say, though we music, I figured you'd be attacking the acoustic <laughs> panels like right away. So both of you, yeah, right? yeah. So. Yeah, if you if you if you want to take a look, it's dopepanels.com, and we have a lot of um, panels there. What was that again? Dope panels. <laughs> oh, like that's that's dope, bro. Like, okay. Yeah, it's dope. Hundred uh, percent dope. Ah, I love it. <laughs> Is the co-founder a surfer or? <laughs> uh, no, actually, it's just me and my husband. Oh, man, we're it's gonna, just we're gonna, here. We're gonna rock That's the beauty of Zoom and live videos. We're gonna rock some live screen sharing now. So. Oh, thank you. Oh yeah. I'm all about, I'm a marketer. This is what I do. Oh, you. Oh, thank you that. so much. That. Oh, thank oh you. yeah. So I already, I already knew about insulation because one of my biggest yes. uh, contracts in marketing impacts the HVAC industry and heating, air conditioning, and ventilation. And oh. obviously insulation is everywhere. Uh, in yes. Home, it's in your air duct work. It's everywhere. So, yes. So is that, these are the dope panels right here. Yeah. So every time you open and close the door, you are breathing in fiberglass because the door warps. And it just it, it, it your your house I'm sure it's fi uh, fi fiberglass insulated, and um, even California forest um, the fiberglass is floating around the air in the forest. Fire glass is everywhere. Fiber, I'm sorry, fiberglass is everywhere, and it's really really toxic. So we're trying to reverse the damage done to the our environment, and this oil spill thing it really just made me just get sick to our stomach and we just, you know, teamed up with our colleagues and, you know, we are bringing a bunch of hemp herd tomorrow and do this thing to, to present it to the uh, government and to show them how hemp herd can be the natural solution to suck the um, toxin, toxic oil out of our ocean because the birds and fish, everything is dying right now by the seconds. And it's just heartbreaking. It's like, we just got through COVID and then now 125. Well, I can tell you, respiratory impacts are real. Um, yeah. I, I specifically work with a special indoor air quality company out of Vermont Ooh. who specializes in uh, UV products for killing airborne viruses, ionization okay. technology, uh, MERV 13 class filtration. Uh, and a lot of projects I consult on are impacting, which California is big on, is LEED, L E E certifications which are green certified mm -hmm. construction yeah california is probably the leading state uh that has helped really establish lead certification so i already know that hemp is automatically a natural green product so to speak and i wouldn't be yes. surprised if you, you get that stuff approved for lead certification yes you're going to see that rolling a lot faster in the construction yeah process. we're going to have the uh, uh, nrc rating tested with the newest prototype that we're making on uh tomorrow actually we're making it and so it, we compared it with a gig panel. I'm so sorry. I'm just kind of digressing, but I told you, you guys, know. it's an open format show. We ebb and flow. <laughs> Cause actually here's the best part. You go on a regular interview show. People will never know this little side segues off of you guys. And then we bring it back in. Don't worry. I've been doing this a while. I'll, I'll bring you guys back in, but it's just a very interesting real world thing happening right now. And this will be yes. in the next coming weeks. So it's like, it'll still be current content. So yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we compared to the uh, very famous GIK uh, panel, yeah. 
uh, that everybody has. And uh, we, our, our own sound testing, because we have been sound engineer for a long time, and it, it really, really is compatible, and we want to make it even better. So we're making a new prototype with the uh, uh, recycled cellulose and uh, hemp fiber and heart and see that we can make it a really good product so everybody and the next generation and your children your wives everybody can live in a good healthy environment with a better much better air quality i love it and again it's something that literally can be grown whereas again you hint yes. at things like tra traditional air quotes traditional mm -hmm. insulated products are yes. again fiberglass based and that all is resulting from the raw material aka petroleum Petroleum yeah. aka oil is converted into so many products uh, to this day. And it's funny, you're trying to clean up petroleum in the yes. ocean. So it's like, well, let's not use a petroleum-based product to clean that up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and hemp grows so fast without half of water that cotton uses. Oh. And we don't need herbicides or pesticides. So it's, it's a really, really good. It's answers to a lot of things. It's a very strong plant. Uh, Mother, yes. Mother Nature created that in a very hearty way, as I like to say. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so again, back to you guys being acoustical. I'm going to go with geniuses because I feel like you guys have been doing this a while. I mean, I know part of your background, obviously, Rick, and I obviously want you guys to fill in the gaps for us. So obviously, you've done compositions. You've done uh, projects with other – actually, I know part of your bio, some award-winning people. Frank, you also – you've done a lot of – so how did you guys even get connected? Like that's – I got to know that part because even with the nice little bio sheet that the interview valet team gave me, I'm like, how did you guys connect up and – it's so prosaic, though, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, I was looking for a singer um, to sing a particular song, and I looked on LinkedIn, of all places. It's the world's biggest recruiting site. Well, not, not for musicians, it's not. True. So it was, uh, and, and interestingly, we found a, a producer that we work with quite a bit now, a guy by the name of Eddie Gray. We, I found him on LinkedIn as well. So who knows? It's an untapped resource. Um, and, uh, but that's where we met on LinkedIn about just about five years ago. Right, Rachel? Yeah, I think because musicians, you know, we're often looked at as not a business people, but if we have a LinkedIn business account, it's like, okay, they got the musical side and the business right in the left brain together. Maybe that's why we appeal better, <laughs> but yes, I will agree. A lot of artists, quotes, artists do struggle to understand or comprehend or make the transition onto business comprehension side. Some people right. justify that oh, I'm an artist. I don't have time for that. I'm like, well, your artistry is so important and so amazing. It is important to understand that so you can help and impact more people with it. So uh, right. I, I truly believe I've, I've had to work with some artsy people in the past. So <laughs> like break those walls down a little bit. I'm like, you're not selling out. Okay. I was like, I've heard it all. It's like, you're helping people learn about you and, get impacted in a positive way for you. Like, for example, obviously, I got screen share again because we hooked up the hemp, but I mean, your site, gratitudevideo.com, right? So one thing. Yes. I, when I, I'm a very big personal and professional development person. I talk about it in my new book as well, where it's like, listen, we all need to be personally and professionally accountable for our results. This is, goes across all dynamics of life right now, especially here in 2021. Uh, you can't expect everybody else to help you. You got to help yourself. So I always tell people, find these tools, right? Find these social feeds, find video content. Or in this case, I was using an app for a while, just daily mm. gratitude, right? It would, it would pop up and alert me every morning to, to note something I'm grateful for. 
And that, I, I used that app for a while, and then I became automatic. It became programmed. I didn't need the app anymore. But that was a major wow. shift in my mindset uh, to That's be great. positive. So, so, so to tell us more about this, right? Because, I mean, the funny thing is the website is so simple. It's like gratitude video. Okay, I, I know what I'm going to find on here. <laughs> uh, and yet maybe it's a little bit more because in addition to the audio the thing that we did here is we took the audio uh, um, it's kind of an introduction to meditation for some people tell us it's a good place to start but we also added video and we added on-screen affirmational um, uh, content which uh, really kind of redoubles the impact because you're connecting in multiple modalities if you were Click on one of those, for example, that awakening, relaxing there at the very bottom. You would see a, a little example of that where um, the Hello. Uh, My well, name Reiko's is... introducing the uh, <laughs> segment. You have so many looks. I know. I looks. Mean, really? <laughs> I got red hair, it's blonde Reiko. hair, the dark hair. I love it. It's super fun. I'm just going to say You're looking like fun. a private tan in here, Reiko. <laughs> Jeez. Well, one thing I... First of all, I do condone this because when I was doing psychology in college, I, one thing I, I took away, I don't remember anything of the marketing stuff. I tell people all the time, like, you want to understand marketing, you got to learn it yourself. School isn't going to teach that to you. Psychology is, is a science. So that is something I'll always be thankful for the university for teaching me. And I learned about the different types of learners, right? There's visual, there's auditory, and there's kinesthetic. So mm. you're hitting on the visual, you're hitting on the auditory, right? So, and then if, I don't know if you have exercises built in, it's where you're getting people to do things you're kind of calling them to action but that'll be the kinesthetic component and Indeed. everybody leads with a different one of that trifecta like some people are more kinesthetic some people are more auditory so is that part of your purpose behind this is trying to connect that those it was really to connect in multiple ways as you say all three and then uh, I mentioned the microtonal approach before um we're, we're trying to connect because the topic of meditation is kind of a bugaboo for some people. They say, well, I can't meditate. I just can't get into the zone. So this, these, these short six, eight minute segments are designed to help people at least get an introduction to meditation. Okay. So we use every tool in our tool chest. So obviously, did you guys start right from the get-go when you start working together with audio and video? Or did the video come later and you were leading? Because obviously you have the podcast too. Um, I know obviously you also, you actually, was it more recently you had started the 90 minute suicide prevention podcast? That's newer. That's actually, that's a film oh, sorry, and sorry. About a year and a half ago, it's called stay alive. And it was aimed at, uh, communicating with people who are in a very dark place and their people who love them and their, their, their friends, their parents. Well, and obviously right now we're recording this in October, 2021, and there's a lot of, uh, reawakening into a lot of extra focus this month on suicide awareness and prevention mm -hmm. else. so it's interesting that we're talking about this right now so good timing yeah but, yeah uh, we had a guest um actually we worked on it with actual survivor of suicide his name is kevin Hines. he uh jumped off of the uh, golden gate bridge and survived and only two percent or one to two percent of people who jump from the golden gate bridge survives and he far up pretty high yeah pretty high. he thought he he considered that he was saved by a higher force that manifested as a seal yeah wow it brought him back to the surface so he's a special guy and he's got a special story of hope for people that are in a dark place well the beauty of that is that at least he's still here today and he has been able to turn that around into a positive 
Yes. Indeed. This weekend, uh, my wife was supposed to go do something. She's like, I can't. Uh, one of my old high school friends uh, had tried committing suicide once and then oh. followed through the second time. So, and got sorry. To hear. Right. So I was like, so they were doing a, a, a walk in his, in his honor. So a whole bunch of people were getting together and doing an outdoor walk. I am so sorry to hear that. It's tragic, you know, and it's yeah. more tragic that he tried it once. This is terrible with a gun. Didn't pull it off, and then still, I guess, couldn't get the help necessary or yes. impact him enough. And then he basically went for it a second time. Uh, a lot in between, so he had a chance to work and recover, but it, it didn't come to fruition. So. That's, that's, that's very that's heartbreaking. Very tragic because you would think that he would have sensitized himself and those in his environment to provide the care that he he demonstrated that he needed. Yeah. And uh, so that's a, that's a sad story. And unfortunately, there's thousands of these, thousands upon thousands yeah. of these stories. Uh, there are. Now than ever. It, I must. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, please go ahead, Rebecca. Oh, just recently, I learn the uh, the turpin in air uh, in our air alone because you're talking about environmental environment and our air quality and environment is so huge when it comes to our mental health and you know just because just like you went to ocean beach in california you didn't want to leave because you felt the sense of relaxations and sense of just a lie you know you're alive in that kind of place you know and people when they're distressed they go to the forest they go to the beach and because of the deforestation um, around the globe, the chirping that the tree gives out, the natural chemical the tree gives out to make you actually happy, calm you down, um, that is getting destroyed so much every single second. And that is tied to the, raise, the rise of the uh, mental illness as well. Oh, I can tell you serving as a hotshot. Uh, every year I would come back to the East Coast where you can have a family once we get laid off for the season. But you know, a, a lot of people don't know this. Most wildland firefighters, especially in California too, whether you're federal or you have a state, they're usually, especially federal, you're a seasonal employee. They're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not a true federal employee. You don't qualify for all the full benefits and everything else. They, there's a core member of the crew, like five people. But then a hotshot crew is, is 20 men or women strong. So all of that is, is basically ramped up in the spring to allow that crew to be deployed. And then at the uh, in fall, once you've maxed out your hours, because uh, you have to stop by 18 to 1900 hours in one summer, one summer, that's how much wow. you work. Uh, so you have a lot of built up accumulated exhaustion physically. And it does take a few months to recover mentally and physically. But I will tell you, I'd come back and get all my blood work done. And my doctor, he's like, you're amazing. He's like, other than being a little stressed, he's like, your stress levels aren't even that bad. And I was like, cause I'm, oh. geek, I'm geek about science testing all that and i i talked to people years later and they're like dude your career was living in the woods you were sometimes at seven six thousand seven seven thousand feet six thousand feet in the side of a mountain he's like granted you're breathing and smoking toxin if there was a fire but then if you're mitigating the fire and there's no fire around you you're breathing in mountain air you're right all day long so i was like oh wow interesting. Yeah. And, and we we camped under the stars every single night. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, we, we didn't use tents. We just threw out our bedroll in the grime and threw this threw the sleeping bag down and we fall asleep looking at the stars. It was that is amazing, mm. right? That right. is amazing. Granted, you're working sixteen hour shifts to earn that, but I was like, uh -huh. 
So it's like, okay, you need that sleep, but it was yes. a very interesting cycle. And I didn't, now it takes all these years later to think about this. And wow, it's like, interesting. Okay. Makes me breathe bitter just listening to you talking right? about that. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And that's why like my wife, we, we got this, our new house was built in 75. So it's not new, but I mean, our new home. Congratulations. Two acres of woods around me. Oh my goodness. So, and a barn. And, and, and the guy had just built a metal barn like four years ago. So that's my man zone, the gym. And I'll probably put move another studio out there. But it's like, I'm surrounded by trees. And she, nice. She, that's how she got me. She's like, I found a place. She's like, I know you don't want to spend the money, but she's like, I think, I think you're going to like it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All you need is dope panels. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and it's true. It. The air, I mean, you guys know if you're in L.A. or Hollywood, there's traffic. There's smog. Yes. You definitely don't have a lot of terpenes. So. I know. No, I, I, I can see a Hollywood sign outside my window right there, but it's uh, covered in kind of filmy mm -hmm. weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, so is the, the videos, because obviously we, we share some of those videos, and then I know that you have the podcast side of it too, and we all know podcasting is audio, uh, but obviously we, we stream this live to Facebook and video, then this goes to YouTube too. So or is it the same content or are the podcast audios uh, different? Are those different than the video stuff? Because obviously here you have your, your podcast section of the site. So they're, they're largely the same. Okay. We, we other music that isn't on, isn't in the the realm of gratitude nor meditation that's uh, available. Okay. Um, Reiko and I each have our own individual websites for that. Okay. That maybe you can give your website, Reiko. Oh yeah. What's the other one? Oh, my website. Yeah. Oh, like Reiko.com website? Yeah, that's pretty okay. easy to remember. <laughs> you really own Reiko.com? I mean, yes. That's a very unique name. So, uh, so by the <laughs> way, great job for locking that down. Um, yes, I uh, am. Fuchsia, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. Am I right? Is that fuchsia? Huh? Is that fuchsia, the, color, the hot colored pink? Yes, yes, fuchsia. I, I used to. I, one corporate job was T-Mobile many years ago. I used to manage. Oh my god! I used to, that, that was the company color. So <laughs> that's the reason why I know that version of pink. <laughs> that's funny. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. Sound better. I like that. Yes. So yeah, we. I do. Uh, I compose anywhere from ABBA to Zappa is what they say, and you know I worked with. Uh, I was blessed to work with Disney, uh, Amazon. Um, you know, uh, feature films and other TV shows. And it, it just like uh, music supervisors will come to me knowing that I am a very versatile and even uh, as vocally I do, um, you know, not just my, you know, you mentioned I have so many different looks is because I think it goes with the, the vocal style that I have. I sing I can do the kid, I can do a death metal, I can do like jazz, uh, classical show tunes and punk pop R&B. Yeah. I can see you doing punk rock. I'm just throwing that yeah. out there. Right. <laughs> it just seems like it would click. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, then anime, of course, because I'm from Ch Tokyo, Japan originally. So I didn't want um, to have it like, like it was expected. <laughs> uh, but I mean, Japan might know a little bit about anime. Just, yes. just a little bit. So yes, just yeah. a little bit. So yeah, that's uh that's what I do. And um I need to get and so oh you would love it. 
Well, so when I was younger, I didn't click yeah. with a lot of sp- uh, traditional school sports, try baseball, try basketball. Stuff. Uh-huh. I grew up on a farm. Uh, but oh, I was wow. a high-energy kid, and my parents needed to find a way to control it. Uh, <laughs> so I studied uh, Shoenru Karate, which originated from... No way! So I... I, I, I Good job. So I still got it? Yes. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. The last karate class I took was 18 years of age, and I'm 44. So I never forgot about that. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Okay. Bless you. you. That's great. There you go. I dropped the mic, except it's mounted. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I got got yelled at from Sensei Sani. He yelled, Yami? Does that sound right? Did I say that right? Yami, Yami. You mean yame? Or, yeah. Oh, yame? Yame? I was yelled at a lot. So. Oh, really? <laughs> bamboo yame! Stick, bamboo stick across the back of my knees. I was wearing a gi, so it didn't hurt that much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. Yes. So, I can still kick over people's heads. So I, I, awesome. That's why I recommend wow. continue to do mobility and, yes. and, and yoga. You Very, oh, yeah. you, you got it down. You got it down. Well, I would love to go there. I, I, I obviously after all this COVID stuff is done and yes. travel's a little bit easier uh, to yeah. deal with. So. Yes. Uh, but I heard Okinawa is not the way it used to be. I heard it got a lot more modern. So. You know, it's so funny. I'm from there. I'm from Japan. I have never been to Okinawa. Oh, really? Yeah. I am a city girl. I'm from Tokyo and, you know, <laughs> the city I know. <laughs> but uh, Is that your connections with uh, Disney? Is obviously you probably worked with Tokyo Disney then? Disney, well, actually, Disney yes. Brand, I... Uh, yeah, I got to sing the um, uh, new newest ride, the Happy Ride with Baymax, like all six songs. It, um, it was it was really really fun project. Interesting. Now, obviously, Frank, you don't jump in on these, right? I, I don't have too much to do. With that <laughs> we do a lot of work together, but uh, those are pretty much hers. So, so Frank, what is your niche? Like, it, it, out of this dynamic duo here, like, what is your superpower out of this equation? Well, when yeah, we started, so much. Uh, when we started, what would you say is your key one, especially current now in 2021, right here, right now? Like, what are you really leading with? Thanks to your years. Well, of I would say it's uh, how about this for a non-answer: diversity, because we've we've done pop stuff. We've just recently completed a um, a jazz song called "Quarter Round." If you look in the back here, we can see uh, uh, the, our album cover from that. Okay, and, I see that. Uh, We've done uh, uh, we've done pop stuff. Uh, Reiko has a new song out called Woohoo. We did a song called that Reiko sings called COVID nineteen is hell. That's in support of vaccination. So we really it's difficult to say that we have a particular uh, singular focus because we're we're pretty broad and we're chameleons when it comes to the kinds of projects that we're asked to do. And then also um, he's uh, very humble. He doesn't. Uh, mentioned it, but his uh, words help so much in my uh, composition too. That um, my weakest area is putting together the lyrics. Yeah. Like when I compose, I have everything come to my head, like top line melodies, the orchestrations and productions, and even music video. The lyrics are the last thing that I have to really work on. And he can just whip out words like nothing. And it's just, he has so many diverse experiences that he had brings uh, really potent lyrics okay. that 
you know, because some He's of the stuff like that a, um, oh God, what am I thinking? A tuning fork just dials uh, things in. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right connotation or connection there, but I feel like he's like your, he hones, he hones your, your art and gives it. Yeah. We're, we're a good team. We, we support each other in, in developing the themes of the music and the direction in which they'll go. And as I say, they're, they're pretty, pretty eclectic. So that's, uh, well, I mean, that's, haven't you worked with a few big names over the years? Uh, for example, Pink Floyd. Now, you know, they've got my bio a little funny on that. I never worked with Pink Floyd. I've worked with a, we had a fellow who played sax for us on a few songs, and he played with Pink Floyd. Okay. And a fellow who sang. Guys who worked with major artists. So all yes. that talent bleeds through the lines is how I look at well, it. Well, we, 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 we hope to suck. We hope to be available to absorb it. Yeah. So um, I love it. that's the connection. Well, I like the fact you focused on being a chameleon, uh, focusing on you being able to be so diverse because for years and actually I've, I coach people on this I'm actually working on uh, I can't the, the second university I attended uh, this woman wants me to go and speak again this year but I was like listen I'll be I won't be available I'm in the middle of another thing but I'm going to record my presentation for her that way they can virtually have me present to these uh, like eighth through tenth graders and uh, I spoke to them like two years ago and now she wants me to do it again so anyway the point is is that I love pointing out to children because nobody did it for me that you don't have to know what you want to do. And mm. you know, there was the old slogan of Jack of all trades. I used to make fun of myself and say, I'm the Scott of all trades because if I got bored, I just went and learned something else. And I've worn many hats in my life. And I used to criticize myself because I didn't, I was supposed to be, I saw all my friends becoming mechanical engineers years ago. So after we worked at the grocery store pushing grocery carts for a job and working the cashier job, uh, I wanted to go to Penn State University and study engineering. And I started, and I hated it. <laughs> so then, I, so then I just, I, after two years in the 90s, I took a break, and I started working in the corporate world in call centers. And, and I learned about the power of communication, and that's I worked my web from two different startup companies, and that's how I ended up with T-Mobile. And, you know, I, that's how I initially built my career and then got bored of that. You know, so uh, it's... Don't be afraid to try new things and connect on new things. I, I'm a big supporter of that. So I love the fact you went with the chameleon factor because years later I realized, especially when I was firefighting, like things don't phase me that much. Like, I mean, yeah, we all get stressed out in different ways, but I don't freak out, I guess. So uh, that is what, what are you guys' thoughts on that? <laughs> that is great. I mean, experiences so Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, it's such a trite thing to say, but we only live once, right? Well, we want to. You. You're going to go pop into the ocean and deal with some oil slick with hemp. <laughs> okay. Now, if you, you went back just five years ago, talk to your, or maybe it's 10 years ago, talk to yourself, would your other self be like, what? What am I going to do? Yes, <laughs> right? exactly. No, it's, it's all the more true because the rate of change is so high in some of the positions that didn't exist uh, 10 years ago, and some of the ones that are around won't exist 10 years from now. Yeah. So you really do need that facility. Yeah. That's an important part of a career path. You know what I've got to do, though, because I have to jump into another one of these fun events. Yeah, I'm going to leave at the end of our slot, too. So. Well, but for the last couple of minutes, I'll leave you with Reiko, and she can uh, carry forward with her uh, 
uh, a wonderful narrative, but um, it's sure been enjoyable talking with you, Scott, and telling people about the gratitude video series and about a lot of other things too. Well, so thanks. All this stuff will be linked. So are uh, my fans and followers will be able to easily find all your links and your content. We'll make sure that the podcast, everything has a separate link in the show notes on the website too. So that way it's easier for people to find every single thing we talked about. Well, thank you so much. And as I say, let me jump off here, but you can continue on for as, as long as you got the energy. You got it, Frank. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we have energies. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Hi. And Frank is I guess out, it's us so. together. It's cool. Well, I, I got about five minutes left, too, because I have a couple yes. of back-to-back shows anyway, so I'm the same yes. way. But I get it. I, you, know, you guys get busy. So that's why I tell people 30 to 60 minutes, and, and we're done. So Yeah. Um, well, obviously, so, no, so but- we have about five minutes left. Um I mean, but, you know, what were you talking about the uh, experiences yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you're telling you're uh, uh, kind of encouraging kids to not worry about, oh, when I grow up, I want one thing and I want to be one thing yeah. it is such a good message. Well, it's I, I feel I, I'm not a parent. I, I, my wife, she's, I'm not she's, either. My wife's a veterinary doctor. I'm, oh. I'm an entrepreneur. So it's like we don't want kids. Yes, my friends he, are like, me too. My friends are like both college educated and successful people. And I'm like, and I know doesn't mean I have to create life. Exactly. We cool aunts and uncles. Yes. I can write books and try and motivate and inspire thousands of kids instead of just yes. my own. I'm good with that. Oh, I am just so like, we are very kinder spirit. Yeah. I am. We are. My husband is actually, you know, because we don't well, want to procreate. My wife paid for it. So Really? I, I clipped before I even put a ring on it. <laughs> no way. My oh, husband yeah. too. Same, yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Tell, tell your man he's cool in my book. So. Oh my God. That's awesome. My like, that's awesome. Wait a minute, you already agreed to get the clippity clip before you even put a ring on her finger? I'm like, actually, yeah. I did that to try and make that's sure I didn't great. Have to get engaged for a while. I was hoping that would buy me some more time. I figured I committed more than most guys. So I was like, oh. I was like hey, babe, you don't need that ring, right? And she's like, that doesn't change anything. <laughs> 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 so I had fun with that for a little bit. So I, I think I milked out about six more months and then finally surprised her with the ring. But because um, admittedly, the whole time we were dating, I was, I talked about it in my, I actually mentioned it in the firefighting book about I was a bit of a jackass. And uh, serving as a firefighter doesn't really open your, open up your emotional side of yourself. Uh, mm. So I had to work on a lot of vulnerability and, and balance of life to make that a better thing for her and I. So oh, and actually, wow. if you talk to her, she would probably say, I'm still working. So, <laughs> yes, it, it's, it's like, as like I said, if you know what you want yes, and commit, and that's what I do and mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm all in, let's clip it and I can move on. And yes. like, the peace of mind for that was like, yes. So oh, it is liberating. It's just like, and, and like you said, I love kids. And then I love the reason why I'm doing this work is for the next generation. I mean, it's not for my kid because or, you know, or grandkid because I'm not going to have one. But the the environmental damage is just undeniable. I'm not and, a huge environmentalist, but I'm going to back you up. And I'm like, I tell that's another excuse I'll make. I'm like, you know, to be fair, mm-hmm. the earth is kind of overpopulated. Yeah. So I just did my part. You know, <laughs> plenty of kids. I'll be cool, Uncle Scott. When you get annoying, I throw you back. And then, yeah. Well, my partner is actually an ex-car uh, race driver. He raced for 20 years, and he's done enough carbon damage that he, he, he really wants to save the environment. Mm-hmm. 
So his heart is in it. He's a two two time cancer survivor. When he was 19, he had cancer. When he was 21, he got everything metastasized, and he was dying at 98 uh, pounds. And cannabis helped him survive. So he is. He that's how he went to cannabis, and then you know pot and everything first, and then he went into hemp. So two years ago, Pennsylvania, I had my medical license. So oh wow. I'm not a stoner. I mean, I, I yes. actually, most of my listeners don't even know. I, I mentioned it here and there, but I'm like, I got it actually just for sublingual oils for stress management. Yeah. That's it. Like, I don't smoke. I don't do anything. Yeah, stuff. me too. I was like, but there's some amazing, uh, the, I mean, I get this one pain cream. Like, when I jack myself up doing something stupid, like jumping my mountain bikes or whatever, again, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Uh, I might bruise myself up. You put that pain cream on, ooh, Yes. Good. Yeah. So, and, there, and there's no chemicals. That's the same. Yes. I am an anti-chemical. I tell people all the time, I don't want your, air quotes, pharmaceutical Band-Aid. Yeah. Side effects. Because, again, it's a Me Band-Aid. Me too. Because it's not a cure. So it's I like- am a very, uh, yeah, I'm a naturalist and uh, by nature. And, you know, I, I don't take any medicine, yeah, medicine like medicine hardly. You know, the emergency, yeah. emergency doctors are great. I mean, I, my father was MD, PhD. I mean, I grew up in hospitals and clinics and I saw a lot of things. And, you know, I am all about body healing so much. The body can do amazing. I mean, I had a 1.4 centimeter herniated disc wow. and I had another 1.2 centimeter, not millimeter herniated disc at the same time and the spinal, the leakage in the spinal canal and everything. And I fixed everything without the shots or surgery with the help of this amazing natural chiropractor. So I tried doing that myself with a collapsed lung. Uh, I ended up having to get some surgery because it was a collapsed lung. Uh, oh yeah. I, that's I, had bad. I had it for three weeks. Didn't even know I had it. <laughs> oh. I competed in a CrossFit competition. My team came in second place and I'm laying on the mats cause I couldn't figure out why I couldn't catch my breath. <gasps> and then another week goes by and I'm like, all right, I'll go get an x-ray. And they're like, dude, like 30% of your lung has collapsed. How oh long my has it been? Like, God. Know, like two, three weeks, you know, whatever. But like, again, mind over matter. I'm a huge health nut. Like my body was just adapting and I was just rolling with it. So wow. if I was unhealthy and not fit, there's no way I could have been able to do that. They actually said, You're I, had, right. they said I had a life, life risking injury. Like once I got the x-ray, they wouldn't let me leave the office. They're like, we have, we've already called you an ambulance. You're going to the ER now. And I'm like, I've had it for like three weeks, dude. Like, it's no big deal. And he's like, yes, it is. I was like, okay, whatever. That's a, that's, that's a, that's, that's a big deal. 30% of your lungs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Well, then my wife made fun of me, <laughs> but also I didn't eat any of the hospital food. No. Had, oh no. I that's my yeah. wife bring in all of my nutrition the way I eat at home. Awesome. And, uh, like literally. Once they did the surgery, because I was in the hospital for eight days, but that yeah. was because they're trying to get the the leak to heal on its own. And I found like, listen, if you don't like, it may or may not heal. And mm-hmm. just let's go in and do a little snippy snip, like you know, so I have a couple scars. And I was like, fine, do that. Just don't mess up my tattoos. That's all I care about. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and then we're good. And then, uh, but yeah, post surgery, I was out in two days, and they're like, wow, you have like no inflammation. You're healing amazing. I was like, yeah, I live a very anti-inflammatory lifestyle. That's amazing. Like, that is really, yeah. it's, it's really what you eat. So important. What you get, what you put in is what you get. Yes. But then yes. it's not just that. Back to your points about the earlier show, right? It is our environment. It yes. is the air we breathe. It mm-hmm. is my mindset. 
it's yes. things like I wear blue, blue light blocking glasses at night. I don't want these yes. frequencies affecting my, my healthy circadian rhythm. Yeah, I could go on. Yeah. Like I said, I've had a lot of health shows on this podcast. I geek out. And I, I thank my guest co-hosts like you because I just sit here. Like I tell you, I'm like, I just run the podcast for myself. Yes, it's actually for my audience, but I get all <laughs> the same benefits because I'm just sitting here <laughs> having this conversation and absorbing all of it. And yeah. uh, that's what I loved about tonight. It just brought back, you've reinstigated a new focus in my music selection. Uh, which I, oh, so actually, I got to go through your content now and find some stuff that I like. So. Uh, oh great! I need to get the audio book done. So now I think Ra- I'm, gonna, oh. I'm gonna try some of your stuff to see if I can ramp it up and and just and just and knock it out because I'm doing all the voiceover myself. It's my book. It's my story. So. Oh nice! Yeah. Oh that's great. Yeah. Um, listen, I am looking forward to it. I've had a blast with you guys tonight. I'm, I'm sorry Frank had to bow out early, but he left me with uh, the beautiful Rayco. So uh, thank you. With all of your many talents, uh, I have <laughs> one question for you that I ask all my guest co-hosts. And yes. Man, when I started this show, I was like, you know, what are some powerful words you want to inspire people with to leave behind? And then over the years, because even when we talk about health, business, and lifestyle, there's always this all-encompassing message of mindset. So then we started talking about mindset. And now in the recent past year and a half, I just realized, like, you know what? I think all of us are meant to leave behind something powerful in this world. And obviously, clearly, you're trying to do the same thing in a couple different ways. So now I use the keyword of legacy, right? So what would be some all-encompassing words or a your legacy message right now in 2021 that you'd like to leave behind for the audience? I am a huge believer of not putting any limitations because all you get, uh, the worst you get is a no. So I would, I just um, encourage everybody to be fearless and do, as long as it's not illegal or hurting yourself or hurting them, hurting others. Just, just put no limitations and just go for it. Just believe in yourself. And if you get no, then move on. But, you know, no is the, the worst that you get. So, and be kind to all living things, you know, animals, environment, the, the trees and the oceans and, you know, do unto others. That's always be my uh, go-to, do unto others. All powerful words and messages. <laughs> Thank you. It. And actually, it's you put me on spot. That's what I do. It's not supposed <laughs> to be perfect because I can't stand that word perfect because it needs yeah. to be tossed out. There's no such thing as perfection. But each each of those components you left could connect with people a little bit differently. So I love that mm-hmm. because there's different people listening to the show. Uh, but the one thing I love about the no is because I have years of sales and marketing experience and branding. And, mm. and one thing I teach people is that no just means not right now. It's okay. Right. It's like let that roll over you like an ocean wave. It's okay. A lot of people they hear the no and like, oh my God. And like, no, no just means not right now. That means if it's in a sale process, it's like, okay, well, you haven't learned enough about your opposing component or proponent to figure out what, how do we get to that yes? And also when they're ready for the yes. It might right. not be right now for them either. Maybe it's three months, six months, a year from now. You don't know. Mm. You don't know enough yet. So that yes. just means we have to learn more. And yeah. Then, and then to your point, it's still meant to be known. That's okay. Let's, that They've just helped you. Move on to the next person or the next path you're supposed to do. Yeah. Right? It's okay. There's plenty of things to do in this world. Plenty exactly. To with and talk to and heal with. So, yes. Yeah. So I get you. I know where you're going with that. Yay. <laughs> well, listen, Marco, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Uh, okay. For, for the listeners, 
for the watchers in the video world on Facebook Live and eventually on YouTube when you watch this. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another powerful video show here in 2021. Again, ladies and gentlemen, the book is out on Amazon, so you want it to be a hot shot. Uh, again, they just confirmed they live in California. Some of my brothers and sisters might have helped it lands around where they're living. So I truly miss that career choice. It was all empowering and inspiring and life-changing for me. Uh, but again, back to Reiko and Frank and what they're doing. Make sure you check them out. At their main site is gratitudevideo.com. We'll have this all linked in the show notes. They have podcast audio feed. They have video content as we share on the show. And then, heck, Reiko's site, Reiko.com, R-A-Y-K-O. All this stuff will be in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. So remember, thanks for tuning in to another podcast here at Live Fuel. We're here to fuel your healthy business and your lifestyle. Reiko and Frank honored us today and helped us do the same. So remember, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.